Hi, this is Tyler, and this is Come Follow Me Meditations on the Old Testament. So I'm having a hard time with Noah. (laughs) I'm looking through Genesis and I'm trying to find things that I can relate to with Noah. And I feel like I'm coming up a little bit short. Except for, obviously, Noah has to face this great stress, right? Great stressor and he's prepping. He's prepping for an upcoming event that he... I mean, honestly, he knows it's coming. He knows he has to prep. He knows he has to take care of things. So how do I relate to that in my life? Well, there's definitely plenty of stressors in life that we know about. Um, I'm thinking about my kids growing up. I've got a 16-year-old who is very excited about future independence. He's about to turn 17, actually. And he's already talking about it. You know, like um, in our family, we get ready for um, a mission at, you know, 18. So he's very excited to start talking about that and independence and all that life stuff. And, um, you know, I remember when we anticipate all the kids, you know, these are all great things that we anticipate. These are beautiful things, but they're still stressors. You know, just because something isn't scary, hard, traumatic, whatever, doesn't mean it's not a stressor. So, You can be anticipating something good and it's still a stressor. It's something difficult for your body to handle, for your spirit to handle because it's change. Let's be honest. I mean, how many of us like change? (laughs) I I grew up in a house where my mom would like adjust the furniture every six months because she she enjoys, you know, certain amount of change. And so I guess that kind of helped me to get into a brain of change in a certain way but like big change like moving marriage children um even these are great even though these are great and these are good stressors they're still stressors they there's changes in your life in your lifestyle in the amount of time that you have for self-care and the amount of time that you have for other responsibilities and so there are adjustments and adjustment is a stressor so if you didn't know that, let me just free your brain from feeling like a good thing has done you wrong. <laughs> it's okay. Um, all these kinds of stressors require you to make adjustments. And if you're not really flexible, you're going to have a hard time with it. So here's Noah. Okay, so Noah's being asked to build this boat. There's a lot of specifications. Everything is actually laid out for him. He knows exactly what he has to do and why he has to do it. Um, And then I'm thinking, you know, even though he has that in mind, I'm, I'm really good. I'm really good. (laughs) I, I shouldn't say that. Procrastinators feel like they're amazing last minute, but really all that is is procrastination. And then they're just devoting a lot more attention than normal to something at the end, you know? Um... If you just devoted portions of your attention throughout the period of time in which something is due, you know, you could actually finish it with probably the same kind of quality or maybe even better. But, hey, I'm a procrastinator, so I think I'm amazing last minute, right? So here's Noah, who's probably just, you know, really feeling pushed 
to build this ark, to put things together, to get his family, you know, to get everything organized so that um, he can have some peace of mind in knowing that his family is safe and that he's doing what the Lord has asked of him. So he's working hard under stress in the hopes of being saved, in the hopes of having some peace of mind. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. So let's let's see. So uh, it, it's it, I'm not finding a lot of things in the scriptures that tell me like what to do or how to take that information and apply it in my life, except for just to work and to toil and to do. Well, I I need more than that for coping. I, I you know I need more than that in my life to feel like I'm actually becoming a better version of myself emotionally um, and becoming more emotionally self-reliant. So here's a parallel, and I want you to think of this. So I was recently asked to address a group. um, I'm a part of the Mesa Easter pageant. I really am blessed to be a part of this amazing stressor, which um, blesses my community and my family uh, directly because we get to participate. But um, it's, it's, it's pretty all encompassing right now, <laughs> but you know, there you go. So there's this beautiful stressor that we're preparing for. We're getting everything ready. We're building our arc, right? So as I was preparing to address, um, core cast group and, and the people who've been involved, um, for this kickoff, I felt really pulled to look at, um, two different sections of scripture, um, Luke 5 and John 21. And these two stories are Jesus telling Peter and the disciples to cast their nets. And it's two different versions of, uh, you know, what they do, because obviously there's, there's a time lapse between the first one and the last one. The interesting thing is what I think I gleaned from the stories that really teach me about emotional self-reliance. Okay. So, um, the first story, when we start looking at what happened when Christ first told Peter to cast his net and Peter saying, you know, I've, I've been working on this there are no fish, but you know, you said it, so I'll do it. Okay. And he, you know, they throw the nets and they pull the nets and it was so abundant and their focus is on the, his huge catch, a fish. And, and it's so incredible and so full of fish that their nets begin to break. And so they are calling for help. And so they're grabbing help. And there's another boat. And now they're pulling it in. And the fish are so abundant that the ships are beginning to sink. Their focus is on this abundance and the fish and the blessings and oh my gosh, isn't this incredible? But the results are interesting that their nets are breaking and their boats are sinking. And I was thinking if I put myself in that position, here I am with all this abundance and everything's great. I'm probably going to get anxious about my nets and I'm probably going to be a little bit anxious and frustrated about my ship taking on water. And here they are with all this abundance. And yes, we see, you know, Peter leaping out and we see, you know, good stuff happening. But I'm wondering, because 
I'm not an amazing, awesome person. I'm, I'm imperfect in a lot of ways. I probably would have complained about my nets. And I probably would have been frustrated and saying things about the boats. Um, yes, there's the excitement and yes, there's the joy, but there's also like the lifestyle. Like these guys live on their nets, right? So if the net starts breaking because of one day, I still have to come out tomorrow and do that again. And my brain's going, now I'm going to have to spend the rest of the day repairing that net. So my focus being on the fish leaves me vulnerable to being frustrated and anxious. So is there an alternative? Yeah. So when we look at the second set of scriptures, so John 21, when we see this happening again, so at the very end, the disciples go back to fish. You know, I, I go a fishing and um, Jesus tells the disciples, cast in your nets once again. They cast in the nets. It's the parallel they experience where there's this abundance of fish. This time, the focus isn't on the fish. This time, the focus is on Jesus. We see Peter just leap right out. He ties himself up, gets straight to shore. The guys in the boats don't even worry about hauling the fish into the boat. They just turn their boats toward Jesus. They haul that stuff in. No nets are broken. No ships sink. In fact, it makes a point of saying the nets don't break. They haul it in. And then what happens? Jesus sets up a supper for them. Bring in your catch. And then he starts feeding them. Here we have two separate scenarios. Same outcome as far as the blessings of the fish. However, when the attention is paid to um, Jesus, when the attention is paid to Christ and the attention and the focus is on the Savior, the nets don't break and the ships don't sink. We're able to pull in, do the work that's required, receive the blessings, and then be fed, spiritually fed and sustained by him. When our focus is so much on the task and when our focus is so much on receiving the blessing, we can actually overextend ourselves. We can break our nets. We can pull other people to us and say, look at this abundance. I need your help and be drawn down with them. There's an interesting lesson about where the focus needs to be. Now, emotionally and spiritually, I feel like there's something that needs to be said about that. So if I am in this wealth of good stressors, <laughs> but my focus is on the task of those stressors, then I'm missing the mark and I can, I can become overwhelmed by the adjustment of things. If my focus is on connection and my focus is on bringing myself closer to the Savior in those moments of stressors, then I'm going to feel much more peace with the adjustment. I'm going to feel less 
of the taxation on my system, uh, probably less anxiety about the minutiae of things. And I'm not going to overextend myself to do something that's not required. I'm not going to be toiling over something that isn't necessary. My focus is on him. And so I don't have to do those extra, you know, I don't have to lift the net all the way into the boat. I can just, I can just drag the the net. I can just, I can make adjustments and I can think through things in a different way so that I don't have to tax my system. I don't have to tax the people around me. I don't have to feel the anxiety of uh, the situation or how do I go about um, fulfilling all the tasks that are involved. And I don't, and I can think outside of maybe my day to day. And I think maybe that was another thing too, where these men are so used to hauling all the fish into the boat with them, right? They didn't even worry about that the second time around. They just hauled that net on in right behind the boat. Well, maybe I don't always have to do things exactly the right way. Maybe I can relieve myself of some of these things that I feel like have to be done, should be done. Yeah, there's probably a right way to do the fishing and, and there probably you probably should bring the nets all the way in. But if I can release myself of those shoulds, then I can become adaptable. So what we're learning from the scriptures is by focusing on the Savior in the moments of change, in the moments of, uh, you know, even positive stress. What we're learning is you will probably be released from your shoulds and be a little more adaptable and a little less anxiety, a little less stress. So I'm going to try to find a way to put that into my life this week and see if that works for me. Um, I, this isn't something I have a testimony of. This is something I'm going to experiment on. Um, it's something I've just barely pulled out of these scriptures. I, you know, I'm watching Noah build a boat and I'm, you know, teaching about these, these men and their fishing experience and I'm going to try it. We'll see what happens. And, uh, I will report back. So I hope you have a great week. Um, I, I, I know that if you have uh, access to certain apps, you can respond back to me and maybe talk to me about your experience. If you've done this, if you've experienced, experienced, um, utilizing focus on the savior during times of adjustment and stress, and you have an experience with this, I would love to hear about it. I mean, obviously I had my experience last week and there's definite parallels, but this is talking about in times of plenty and how do we react in times of plenty? Um, I think oftentimes I personally, and maybe this is you too, but when things are good, I'm not often looking at the savior. I'm not saying, I need to put my focus there. Uh, you know, I think I, I, I'm, I'm more worried about when things are bad and I need him. So what I'm learning now is actually I probably would function better if I turned my focus more. So I'm going to experiment on that this week. In times of good, I'm going to look to the Savior and see how my behavior changes. And I will report back. <laughs> so I've just committed myself to trying this. Uh, I hope you have a great week. <sighs> Let me know what you're finding. I can't wait to start having a dialogue.